Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. I can't stop thinking about what Toby said. You know, his family, my family. Yeah, he was just upset. I know, but he wasn't wrong. It's crazy, you know, when you're young, you, you just picture living in the house with your mom and your dad and your brother and your sister kind of forever, you know, those are your, it's your family. That you've spent so many years sharing walls with, and then you wake up and you're 40. My mom is sick, and I'm still barely talking to Randall. And Toby and Kate are. We're not all gonna live in a compound together, are we? Well, that's okay. That is okay. It's okay because I'm very excited to spend the next bunch of years sharing walls with this family. My family. I'm very okay with it just being us. At least for a while. Me too. Yeah? get this straight. You only named one baby after your favorite uncle? Welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake. You know, and I've always wanted a compound, too. Always. Until recently. Okay. Definitely don't want a compound anymore. Okay. But I love I love the idea of a compound. Mm-hmm. See, I grew up in Massachusetts, and there's this, you know, there's a place in the Cape. It's the Kennedy compound. Okay. And as a kid in Massachusetts where, you know, it's like- The Kennedys are royalty. Ken- it's, it's, you know, it's like the Kennedys- Prince Tom, William. T- Prince William and then Tom Brady. Oh. Uh, no more. No more. That's true. Uh you went, you saw the Kennedy compound in, in the Cape and you were like, dude, that is way playing football and the big Thanksgivings and the whole thing. And all the Kennedys are all together and all the, they're all there. They're conspiring to run the world. And you're just like, man, I want to be like that. And I kind of do still, it's, it's still deep within my, my, my then Massachusetts. You watch the crown. And then I watch the crown and I'm like, 
Mm, not so much. And then I think about all the crap that's happening with my family right now, and then I'm kind of like, mm, definitely not right now. Thanks. Don't be sharing a compound with them. No. no, no, all set, all set. But it was a dream of mine for many, for many a year, for many a year. Yeah. Imagine that. I can. I can imagine that about you. Well, uh, today we are doing this episode a day late, uh, a day late and a dollar short. Unfortunately, we are yesterday as we're recording this. It was St. Patrick's Day, and it was a wild holiday. No, not because we were drinking heavy, but because our kids were just off the wall. Did not get a chance to record this episode. It was it was a wild (laughs) night, man. So uh, thank you so much for uh, your patience and uh, having fun and. Uh, just, you know, enjoying life. That's what we're here for. And uh, so we're recording this episode today. It will be live. It's actually live right now on all the Instagram and social medias. And it will be live on your podcast app, hopefully today as well. Normally this comes out early for the nerd clan, but we'll see what happens. Uh, And so as a result, we are in a little bit of a time crunch because we have to pick up our children in about 40 minutes from school. So this one may be a little bit quicker than normal. Nevertheless, I do have a story, Mary. Story time. It is a story time, uh, as we are wont to do in This Is Us 2, because this is us too. The way I related to this episode, Mary, was actually very, very directly. Um, I would say, oh, four or five years ago, there was, we had a severe financial crisis in our little family, and... Uh, you know, I grew up in a world that, um, well, I, let, let's put it this way. My life was comfortable and I, I always had money, whether it was money because I was a little kid and, you know, uh, my dad worked really hard and built a company or because I worked really hard and uh, made a lot of money do, uh, working at that company and then we, Mary and I got together. We had a lot of money together. And then all of a sudden we had kids and we, we bought a, a beautiful home and a, in the city that we wanted to live in. And then all of a sudden we got debt crazy because of various things and kids and life and home. And it was wild. And it became too much to bear for me. So one day Mary came up to me in a very similar fashion that Rebecca. that Rebecca did to Jack and said, you know what? I can see that you're struggling, Blake. So I'm going to take over the finances for a little bit here. And um, we're going to figure it out. It's going to be okay. It's going to suck for a little bit, but we're going to be okay. We're going to do this. And, <laughs> and you didn't uh, have a Jack reaction. You had a Toby reaction. <laughs> y- yes. Yes and no. Yes yeah. and no. Yes and no. My my reaction was not a positive one, but it wasn't a negative one either. It was just like, wow, okay. Um all right, that's that's what we have to do. And we did. So uh and now now things are better than ever, right? Like yes. and and it's because that one time it, it, you know what it is? It's just like when you're too close to something, when you're too close to a problem or you're too close to an issue that you can't you can't see your way out of a paper bag and it sometimes you need someone else to take the wheel and and they do and then it gets fixed and then you can go forward in life or whatever that's exactly what happened i think that was what 2015 2016ish 16 16 yeah 16 um 
and and that's what happened. And now we're again we're better than ever, and and we got money again. And like, there's a whole. And I'm still in control of the, uh, <laughs> the budget. Yeah. Um. And but, you know, there's a whole thing. Yeah. So. You know, especially with kids, when you have kids, your finances take a very different route, and the the severity of it. Because it's not just you. You can't just have peanut butter and jelly every night. You know, it's, yeah. there's a different level of fiscal anxiety when you have kids. So I think, you know, many people probably, as as uncomfortable as it was to watch Toby, many people probably related to Toby's fears. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so that brings us to this episode, Mary. Uh, and I think this episode is a, is a great way to tie in all of these themes. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you follow us on uh, all the social media, whether it is Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, uh, all of the things, Mary and Blake. That's how you can get in contact with us. And remember also that we have a an exclusive Facebook group just for all you nerds called the Mary and Blake Facebook group. It is free. You can go there and nerd out all you want. Have fun. Talk about This Is Us. Talk about all the great things that you love. Uh, if And if it's WandaVision, great. If it is, you know, I don't know, if it's... Bob Ross. Okay, cool. Let's talk to Bob Ross. Like, let, let's do it. But in the meantime, Mary, ready to get into the show? Yes, I am. Let's do it. Blake, bring it on down for me. What are some of the details of this episode? This was titled, I've Got This. And the director was Ken Olin, who has directed a could billion episodes of This Is Us. Yes. So he, he is obviously the main director. Go do yourself a favor. Go to his IMDb page and you'll see all of them there. And uh, he, he really has the, the vision and the, 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 the heart and soul. The, the visual language of this show. It's been essentially created by Ken Olin. Mm-hmm. The writers were Casey Johnson and David Windsor. Now these, uh, th- this is a, a pairing of writers they have written one other episode of This Is Us, though they have served as co-executive producers on This Is Us since last uh, season. Okay. They wrote Storybook Love as well. Okay. Which was a good episode that I really appreciated uh, at the time. Marvin, don't, yes. go, don't go breaking your iPad. We Seriously. just bought it. <laughs> um Marvin, what's your uh, lemonade rating? How many lemonades are you given this episode? Okay, on a scale of one to five, one being the worst, burr, and five being really, really great, the best. This is a 4.8. Wow. Which I wasn't feeling that way right away. Wow. But because this episode is very relatable, at least was very relatable in many ways, I'm giving it a 4.8 because that's how I feel about This Is Us. Like, is this... Are we in this show? You know, the whole point, this is us. Like this is thing. These are things that we can go through. These are scenarios or awkward situations or conversations that you can go through. So I just, I thought it was a great episode. Yep. For me, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm going to give it a four, three. Um, and because I'm, that is not what you wrote down. No, it's not. I'm changing it. Uh, I, I like this episode a lot. Haters gonna hate. I like this episode a lot uh, because it is, at least for you and I, so relatable. And as all of you nerds know, one of the Mary and Blake commandments is how does it make you feel? And, it, it, and as long as it makes you feel, that's how you should grade a television. You shouldn't worry about what anybody else says. How does it make you feel? And it made me feel like, wow, like 
this is what I'm going through in my life. And that's the reason why I played what Kevin said at the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, it's our little family. And these are the things that I personally am struggling with, which it really hit me deep inside. Uh, these past number of episodes have done so. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It is, uh, well, it, it's well-structured. It is uh, well-directed. It, it, I think it's character-based, like it's character-centric. Uh, it, it's a good usage of its storytelling, but there are just a lot of things here that they kind of, again, they continue to whistle past the graveyard on that I just, I wish weren't happening. And we'll get into those, I think, in a little bit. That's why it takes it down for me to a 4.3. Okay. What's your GBG, Marvin? You're good. You're bad. And you're great. My good was the Deja and Randall conversation. Okay. I just... Give me all the Deja time. Deja, Deja is wise beyond her years. The relationship that she has with Randall was just, I think, the most healthy conversation out of all of the difficult conversations that happened in this episode. We had Toby blow up. We had Beth blow up. We There was just a lot of, like, lots of hot emotions. Yes. And then we had Deja, who was able to calmly sit down with Randall and be like, you hurt my feelings. Yeah. You're supposed to be in my court. Well, she didn't necessarily, he didn't necessarily hurt her feelings. He, she said that she wasn't mad at him, right? Yeah. But it was just like. I'm not saying she's mad. I'm saying that she hurt, he hurt her feelings. She thought right. that like, you're supposed to be in my court. Yep, understood. And by doing this, I feel like you were in Malik's court. Um, so I just really, all the snaps for Deja, just her emotional maturity. Very emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Uh, my bad is Beth's mom hating on the spicy food after she told her not to put in too many peppers. Come on, mom. Come oh, on. Man. And Beth like held it together. That's when I would have lost it right then. Fine. You want some? I would have thrown it at her. Right. Absolutely. Go get your own peppers. And my great <laughs> is just that this was very relatable. Um, it, you know, I just being the fact that we're still, you know, youngish parents, we have young, young kids, you know, school age kids, but still young kids. These years are not distant in our memories. They're sure. still relatively close. And as Blake said earlier, we did go through some fiscal issues during the beginning, um, you know, of having this new family, which, as I said, I feel like so many parents yeah. do. So, yeah, it just the realness of this episode, the dealing with the fear that you're being judged by a parent all the time the conflict with teenagers like oh i have to treat you like an adult like i would treat any member of my family the t- the conversation of like these solitary family units that some people may or may not agree with just the realness of these conversations were my great how about you Blake yeah my good oh yeah man it is my girl peggy Washington. Oh, meaning Annie, little Annie. <laughs> <laughs> she, my girl Peggy, meaning Annie, meaning Annie. We call her Peggy because she's just and Peggy. She's yes. the forgotten one. She's yes. the f- forgotten Skylar's sister. Uh, Peggy's got no problem with anybody. She's just you know here eating dinner. Yeah, and 
Oh, you you want me to take a hike? You want me to get lost? Sure, hand over your iPad. Easy. You won't, you won't see me for three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> How's that sound? There's actually a TikTok right now of a girl who's probably like five years old, mm-hmm. and it's her saying like, "Oh, you'll do what, mom? You'll do what? You'll take away my iPad? I dare you! I dare you to take away the iPad. What are you going to do? Play dolls with me? Entertain me? Oh my God, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's just like a funny TikTok, but that's it made me think of this. It's it's spot on for many families. Our kids actually aren't addicted to iPads yet. No, they're not. So we are. We, well, you know, we we have part of the made reason it, why I'm so tired. Uh, I am true. entertaining them. Uh, you know, and we've made it a very specific point to keep them off iPads and games. No and, judgment of those of you who have lived. Oh the yeah, iPad no. Life. Like sometimes you have to. Like my sister is a person who has to because mm-hmm. she's busy and she's got things and she's got other kids and like, you know, she's got a billion things running. So it is what it is. But for us, we've made a personal choice to not do that. Uh, my bad, though. I have a tie. Oh, There's this is a... why it must be such a low rating if you have two bads. Yeah. Um, the first one is... Which I... like doesn't really work with the GBG. It's not the optimistic sandwich that I'm going for. <laughs> no, it's more, of, it's more of a half and half, really, kind okay. of deal. Um, I don't like how they wrote Beth's mother in this episode. I don't like it um, because it feels, except for the payoff at the end of the episode... Mm-hmm. It feels very disingenuous how they wrote her. They wrote her specifically to be one way on camera and then totally not uh, not redacted, but like they just retconned it almost at the end of the episode. they wrote her through Beth's lens. I mean, we saw the fact that she'd like been able to bond and do well with the grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So... This episode, when we got to see Beth's mom, was through Beth's lens. Beth was just seeing the judgment, was just seeing the being followed around with a Swiffer, which, like, you you see things from your perspective, is what that's I'm trying true. to say. That, that's true. And, and then you have to, I mean, just the storytelling of it, then you have to call into question whose perspective that you're in throughout those throughout those scenes. You know, sometimes you're in Randall's, sometimes you're in Beth's. I think you're right, Mary, that if you're going to make an argument about it, you're probably in Beth's perspective most of the time. And thereby seeing it through her lens is probably the most accurate description of what you're seeing. Mm -hmm. But I still feel like even though you're seeing it through Beth's lens, the way they wrote her just felt... Hey, look over here. This is one thing. Nope, never mind. It's the completely the opposite thing. And and then they tried to cover it up a little bit by saying, yeah, yeah, well, you know, I do judge small things. I judge the peppers and all, whatever it is. But the big stuff, yeah, I don't judge. And I don't know. I, I just, I, I struggle with that a little bit. Yeah, well, it's so funny, though, because I watched it and it's like, at least in my family. My family works very different than your family. Sure. My family, I feel like this is a situation that would have happened with me and my mom, where I'm like, you're driving me crazy. <laughs> and then all she would need to say is, listen, I'm super lonely. Yeah. Like, I've been in a pandemic. I've had nobody around me. I'm just, like, really down. And then you're like, oh, never mind. <laughs> Come you know? stay with us forever. Like, this this was like family. You yes. know, they yes. they annoy you. They get under your skin. They drive you bananas. They can like nitpick your little things. But then on the flip side, you'll do anything for right. them. Right. Absolutely. The other the other bad that I have here, and and I, there's a number of subcategories that fall into this for me. But the the big one is this money was uh, this money this episode was so focused on money and jobs and careers and what how are we going to manage going forward yet 
there has been what? <laughs> I know what you're about to say. There has been no <laughs> repercussion or no conversation or anything about Kevin walking off set from a Robert De Niro movie yep. with a guy and, and a director who's like the equivalent of a big time deal. Yep. You know, in in real life. Yeah, for him to keep being like, it's stupid money. I'm sitting there going what are you getting paid from right now? Yes. Like, <laughs> how are you going to buy this commune on, on Malibu? <laughs> right. Well, not commune compound. What's a commune? A commune is when everyone lives together and they share everything all together. I think that would have been Kevin's actual dream. No, I don't think so. I think Kevin needs his <laughs> privacy. Sure. We'll have a compound, but we'll get all separate houses. <laughs> I ain't living in no tent with you. No, I think Kevin would be down for the, for the, compound. I life. don't know. Well, the compound, yes. Oh, Separate houses on okay. a compound. Now I'm understanding. Too many C uh, words. And my my great, though, my great is Jack and Rebecca's storyline. Not because it is this great revelatory thing, but because it ties in what the episode was trying to communicate. The themes of this episode. What What is family, right? Like, what? how do you define family? And how how are you how does money affect your family right jack and rebecca's troubles and the dinner and all that other stuff it it all ties everything together and then having this subversion of all of our expectations when we look at jack as he's jack pearson he's the dad he runs everything and he is the Not rock and flannel Right, right. Beards and flannel, man. Like he is the rock upon which the Pearson clan exists. You realize, mm, nope, it was actually Rebecca. Rebecca was the one that was in charge of all the finances. Rebecca was the one that took control when it needed to be taken control of. And that's what got them through. That is a great, great, all I can great hear is Mother revelation. <laughs> so i i really liked this Listen episode because mumsy. of that so are you ready for some big three feedback yes let's do it and we said that's three big three big three all right so the first one comes from blair gilmore she says four and a half lemonades i felt like this was a filler episode by the way blair i agree with you uh, that it was somewhat filler. I mean, but like good filler, like yeah, yeah, yeah. mayonnaise and cheese. It, this this wasn't the pink goo. Okay, mm. this was like yeah, this wasn't like s- spam sauce. This was like yeah, a nice condiment. Yeah, like yeah, this this was like a high end Thousand Island dressing. Oh yeah, yeah, like the I, zing. Yeah, you got some zing. You got a little zing. You're gonna remember these moments. You're gonna remember Toby freaking out over sushi. You're gonna remember it. <laughs> Memorable taste. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but it did have some good moments, and you can't ever go wrong in an episode with bearded Jack. You know what? Bam! Just like that. Bearded Jack is the best Jack. Good. The R&B killed it as usual. I love their chemistry, their banter, and the way they just got, they just get one another. I love how Randall always has Beth's back when Mama C is around, but at the same time is still respectful to her. Hashtag couple goals. Mm -hmm. Bad. Tess. She was getting on my nerves. How in the world was Beth making Tess's relationship with Alex about her? And then also, Toby. Oh, Toby. I have no words. And the Rebecca and Jack storyline in this episode was lacking substance, in my opinion. The great Uncle Nicky showing up at the end totally got tears yes. in my eyes. And Blair has a hot take. I still think that someone something big is going to happen to make Kevin and Madison not be together. 
My theory all along is that has been the twins are biologically Madison's ex-boyfriends instead of Kevin's. She had just broken up with him right before she and Kevin slept together, so it's totally a possibility. Also, it is. I saw Cassidy in the previews for the next show. I don't know why they would bring her on the show just to drive Nikki to the airport. So maybe Blake's hot take is still coming to fruition after all. Hashtag yes, who are they? Blair. Yes, Blair. All right, Marvin, what's the next one? Patricia said there was a solid four lemonades, and I know better than getting attached to a character, but I'm 100% team Isaac. That was not Patricia. <laughs> It's not Patricia, it's Patrick. Patrick. Sorry, Patrick. <laughs> Patrick right now is like, shame on you, Mary. <laughs> Patrick said solid for a lemonade. Uh, and I know better than getting attached to a character, but I'm 100% team Isaac, meaning yes. Isaac the Basil. Yes. Sorry, Patrick. Ruth says 3.7 <laughs> lemonades for me. <laughs> I loved the family dynamics in both dinners. It is real, very funny, and it's very, it's very real in many homes today. And humorous to see play it out on the screen. The comedic delivery was great. My big question is this: If Kevin has this big, important celebrity job and makes lots of money, calls celebs by their first name, why? Do he and Madison live in an average house? Yet, Randall is a city councilman and lives in the upper middle class. P.S. Mary's boy, Miguel, looked hotter than Jack in this episode. Changing my rating to 4.0 after reading uh, this post. The senior uh, solicitude is real, especially during the pandemic. Mary, your boy, Miguel. Y'all been sleeping on my boy, Miguel. I have to ask you, what'd you think of the long hair? I mean, it looked soft. <laughs> it looked silky smooth. Like I'd run my fingers through it. <laughs> I'm still Team Jack when it comes to. Yeah, know? yeah, no, I, I, I am too. I think the reason that um, Kevin and Madison live in that house is that's because Madison wanted to stay there. When Kevin was first moving in to take care of her, yes. he was like, "Oh, do you want to come to my expensive place, or we can get somewhere nice?" And she was like, "No, I want to stay in my home." So Madison chose to stay there. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, Mary, this one, this is a big one for me and the definition of family and what what it is um, and how that spirals down into the conversation that both Toby and Kevin are having. And the way that it's written, it's written exceptionally well. No one is 100% right. And then again, no one is 100% wrong either and i would love your thoughts on who you think is more right and who you think is more wrong in the kevin toby kevin toby yes kevin really i'm team kevin in this one wait oh so you think he's right right okay all right i gotcha 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 all right so why why are you team kevin in this one because now that we've hung out with Kevin all this time, he doesn't have a bad bone in his body. He's mm-hmm. not a malicious, like, I'm going to rub it in your face or anything. Kevin truly would like to live with his family. Sure. He truly believes, especially because of his twin thing with Kate, what's mine is yours. Yeah. He doesn't see anything wrong with that. It's not an IOU or you guys are poor and I'll take care of you. I mean, let's be rude. We've talked about it in the past. He, like... 
he's had to pay for all these bills for his family, including Kate. So he's been paying for Kate, who like worked for him. We've yep. talked about how like she hasn't really had a job, and we've just assumed that Kevin was giving her money. I think Kevin has been giving Kate money until mm-hmm. she was married to Toby. And I think it's just something they were used to, and they probably did have these conversations where he's like, I've got oodles of money and nothing to do with it. So I... I think that he has had such a special connection, particularly with Kate, all his life, that it was coming from a genuinely good place in his heart, and that never before has Kate brought up to him, you know, it's kind of weird when you offer to buy things. Like, nobody has said that to him before. Sure. I would agree. So, I don't know. I was team Kevin, and I'm like... Toby, his own insecurities, but he could have, it needed Kate to speak up, but there was no time for it. It needed Kate to speak up and be like, listen, I know your heart's in the right place, but like, you can't do that anymore. Right. Because like, Toby's not going to feel like a man. Well, this, this kind of gives me, uh, you know what, here, I'm going to give you an early hot take. Um, does the conversation between Kevin and Kate at the end of the episode, what's mm-hmm. mine is yours, all yeah. that stuff, it, yeah. it like, especially the money. even after, even after the conversation that, you know, they have, they come to kind of come to a resolution between Toby and uh, Kevin, he still insists, Kevin's still insisting, what's mine is yours. If you need anything, whatever it is, yeah. you call me. Does that lead to some issues? Listen, there are already issues between Toby and Kate. So I would have done the same thing. I would have done the same thing as Kevin. Pulled aside, straight up, you're my sister. You're my lifelong twin sister. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Let, let, me, let me rephrase that. There's nothing wrong with Kevin saying that to, to okay. Kate. There's nothing wrong with that. Because like, I would do the same thing. and be like, yeah. hey, pull you aside. Listen, I, I yeah. understand. I get it. But, you know. This is this is this is There's us. money in your glove okay. compartment. Okay. You yeah, it. I know. Go buy a um, snow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, however, does Kate act on that? Right. And if she does act on that, does that cause issues between she and Toby? That's what I was trying to get at. Sorry. Um, I think Toby is not okay. And I mean, he was just like putting Kate down over dinner and Kate was just so demure and oh, okay. I mean, luckily at the end she spoke up and said, I'm taking this job. Yeah. But who are you to be like, no, your job won't make enough money anyway. You're flipping unemployed right right now. Right. You have been unemployed right for a while. Like, let me go live my life and see what I can do with this man. So I'd say that will it cause issues? Sure. You know what? Add another scoop of issues onto this issue, <laughs> like Sunday. It reminds me right of my now. cousin Vinny. How much S can we pile on yeah. to this big Just pile sure. of S? <laughs> but I do think Kate would say something. I do think, like, let's say Jack Jack needs um, some special stuff that's going to cost a lot. You sure. know what I mean? I don't really know. Like, say if he needs anything, especially for his needs. And if Toby's a little nervous, she'll be like, listen. This is what family is for. Kevin offered this money. We can get Jack-Jack into whatever, like blind school or whatever it is. I want to take him up on it. I think that Kate wouldn't lie to Toby, but I think Kate would speak up and say, I want that money to help our children or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I think this... This could be cause for conflict that is coming down the road. No, it's Toby. Toby has massive insecurities. Will he blame this? I can see him blaming this. Yeah. But 
I think that there are major faults. All right. We got to kind of rush through the rest of this because, uh, again, we are on a time crunch. It is 2.41 and we have to be out of here by 2.55 latest. So um, the stuff with Jack and Rebecca, what stands out to you there and what do you what do you think? I just love their relationship. And he came in and he told her the truth. And she was like, we really needed that money. And he's like, I know I messed up. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't speak up. As someone who's been in that situation before myself, it was terrible. I have gone out to dinner and just gotten like a side salad and water with lemon because I didn't have enough money. And then people split the flip and check, Mm -hmm. split the check. And I can't pay for everybody's wine and, you know, all these things. So I, I get it. And I get the fact that he couldn't speak up, but I appreciated their healthy conversation. Yeah. Right. Uh, And the Beth, Randall, Carol, Deja and uh, Tess. Mm Mm-hmm issues floating around between all of them yeah um what did you think about that what stands out to you most about welcome that? to living with teenagers yeah dude i'm not ready for that <laughs> i'm like... not ready yeah here's the good question though um and one of our I, I i can't remember who it was let's see one of our listeners it was ruth so ruth asked how honestly does beth make the whole thing with alex about her and i would love your thoughts does on that mary t- does Tess make it about Beth? Well, no, Tess, Tess says, says, yeah, Tess says, oh, she always makes it about her. No, that's Tess. Yeah, I would agree. That's, but I'm not even like faulting Tess hardcore. Tess is dealing with her her identity in many ways and um, is a teenager. So, like, I just kind of hope that Beth sits back after it and is like, cheers, girl. You made it another day with teenagers. You know? <laughs> she was drinking wine again today. Yes, but it wasn't really in your face. No, it was so not. So I don't, I don't know if they are like pulling back on the boozing Beth references. I know. Yes, she still had Well, they always you know? listen to, to, to This Is Us too. So <laughs> they, we, we know, we know. They're that like, okay, we need to stop having Beth actually pour copious <laughs> amounts of wine. That, that Mary girl, she's seen it. She's seen the, the, the secret <laughs> because I do feel like in this episode Beth would have made some kind of a boozy reference yes having her mom at home and everything they hey maybe it was in the stuff that got cut that that's true good point good point um you know it's funny because I was very much like Beth about the whole judgy wanting to impress my mother like when Beth was saying oh I'm making her this dinner so that she, it's like the best dinner she's ever had, and I want her to be impressed, so she gets the F out. I, I was very much like that, and I was very needy and dependent on, on my family's approval, approval um, which I think, especially my dad, right? And, and, and any father-son combination, I think that's only natural, right? Whereas I'm like, this is going to be potluck. Y'all know that, uh, right? Right. right. <laughs> um, and when... When Beth said that about the dinner, I died inside a little bit because there's a self-recognition, like there's a self-assessment there saying, oh, God, that was me. Um, I think I've I think I've moved past that, I think. Um, I mean, you haven't talked to your dad in a year, so that, no, yeah, one could say. That's a good point. <laughs> um, but I also thought about that. I'm like, but that's kind of what family is, right? Like you. You know, there there is there is baked in expectations with family, and that's why and I lots think, of families, yeah. And I think that's why this 
this episode works so well because there's a lot of contrasting elements in this episode, whether it is Jack and Rebecca who are firm in their we're our own little family, right? We have our own. Rebecca has her issues with her parents. Jack has his issues with his parents. And they said, you know what? F it. We're, we're doing what we do. And maybe we'll struggle and maybe we'll do whatever. But we, we got our own little kids. Then we have the conflict between Toby and, and, and Kevin who are fighting over this, this idea of what family is. Is it our own little nuclear family or is it all of us together? Um, and it's only natural for both of them, especially given Toby's upbringing and how that how they've kind of whistled past the graveyard on that a little bit too. Um, since the Toby episode, right? Uh, and then it all kind of comes full circle with Randall and Beth, where Beth calls Randall out, not calls him out, but kind of calls him out, and saying, "Your family has treated our house like the Ramada Inn." It's my turn now. Yes. And my mother's going to stay. Yes. So I like how this episode takes all these elements and puts them all together. Not only that, but adds in the little curveball with Malik and Janelle and uh, their their daughter. and Jennifer is the mother. Janelle is the baby. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I apologize. Shame on you for mixing up two J names that we've only heard once or twice. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, you know, pulling all these elements together, uh, it really makes this Malik literally sing. has to be like, you know, Janelle, yeah, my right. daughter, <laughs> the infant that I haven't acknowledged in many a, many and, a year. And, and hasn't been around. Yeah. <laughs> I just leave when I feel like it <laughs> because, you know, hashtag. She actually wants to be a part of this baby's life. I'm like, what baby? <laughs> oh. We call that hashtag plot problems. Yeah. No, pandemic. You can't have the babies around. Um, so, yeah, I think it, I think this episode does sing, uh, it, especially also as it relates to um, I, 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 something that also kind of I, I surprises me about this episode is Madison. Madison has kind of been thrust into this celebrity life with Kevin and all the money and everything. Like she was living in this apartment alone, struggling. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden she's having sex with Kevin Pearson has two dream babies and a nanny, a nanny and all the that one could want so many wubbinubs, uh, in a snoo, two snoos, you know, like it, there's a great, there's a great element here between Madison and Toby, like Toby, sees all of this and he comes into this family and he has to recognize what the Pearson family is. And ha- he has to reconcile that with his upbringing and Madison at the same time uh, has to do the same thing. But not only that with the money aspect as well, it's an interesting dynamic that I think that hopefully they continue to explore. I would love to see Madison become part of the other three and like, see how that works. Madison Miguel Christmas explosion. Oh my goodness gracious. If she ends up having a deep appreciation for inflatables and learns this about Miguel, my heart may burst. Um, Nikki, coming back into the whole uh, gamut here, Mary, it is not by coincidence that this happens right as soon as Kevin says, you know what? I'm okay with this being just us. Yeah. What do you think? Great. Kevin's dream is coming true. Good thing or bad thing? Great thing. Really? Yeah. See, what's more important to him? Nikki, 
Well, Madison, now he's got to choose a little bit. He doesn't have to choose anything. It means there's another babysitter. <laughs> Good point. Good point. An old school babysitter. Look at me. I'm too. looking at it. I'm like, there's two babies, and now there's two mannies. <laughs> he's going to have his own manny. Yes. Bam. Just like that. Just hopefully he keeps his shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It is time to do some in or out. You got anything else before we do that? No. Of course, we want to remind you that in or out is brought to you by jointhenerdclan.com. Make sure you head over to jointhenerdclan.com to get this amazing community of people and a premium podcast, bonus episodes, after doc show, which we'll be doing on Friday. We'll be talking about it's a lot of different things. So go to jointhenerdclan.com. It is now time for in or out. What's it going to be, McFly? Are you in or out? In or out, Marvin, on The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda in. You're, are you out on The Mandalorian? I'm so bored with The Mandalorian. And all I care about is Grogu. Gro- Grogu. Yep, that's yeah. the only thing I care about. <laughs> I don't care about anything else. So you're out on The Mandalorian. Out on it. Puts wow. me to sleep. Okay, I'm in on The Mandalorian. I'm wearing a Mandalorian shirt right now. This was not planned. Uh, I'm in on it, but I'm not like super. Like there are people that are that this is the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I'm just like bored. Like it's fine. I'm just bored. Uh, fair enough. I can't see his face. I can't connect with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in or out on sushi. In. Way out. I know you are. Sushi is... The worst, the worst. It's I. No, sushi is the worst. Hashtag the worst. <laughs> in or out on basil? In. I love growing it. I like basil. I'm kind of over basil. I think basil's overused. Basil's in everything, especially tomato basil uh, sauce. Tomato sauce, ridiculous. I'm just gonna put more of it on your stuff this summer. <laughs> in or out on curry? I'm in. Love curry. Love me some curry. Didn't wouldn't have known if I liked curry if it wasn't for my bride sitting across the way from me. Love me some curry. Uh, in or out on Wubbanubs. In Wubbanubs are the best. I'm so in. Wubbanubs saved saved our marriage. Saved our sanity. It saved ways. everything. Wubbanubs. Oh man, love me some Wubbanubs. I just wish I had that many because they are expensive. They're like twelve or thirteen bucks. A yeah, pop. man. So I'm like, oh my god, Kevin has that many extras. <laughs> What are we doing? I would have taken him in a heartbeat. <laughs> uh, in or out on Leonardo DiCaprio? In. I'm in on Leo. I was not in on Leo for a long time. Okay. I, I finally became in on Leo in The Departed. Okay. I you were really, just jealous of him when you were growing up then. That's true. Good point. Because every girl liked Everybody him. wanted to freaking be yeah. Leo. And it was, oh. That's especially fine. when he did the movie The Beach. Remember The Beach? Yep. yep. The Beach. That movie. Get out of here. Um, in or out on Credit Card Roulette? Out. I'm kind of in on it. I know it. you are because you could have afforded it at the time. Up. Yes, yeah. at the time. I we we can afford it now. I think a little bit, but yeah. But growing up, you could have afforded it. But like easy, me, yeah, you know, you nope. you, gotta, you gotta take the gamble. I would have literally had to be like, up, oh, gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh shucks, I, I missed would it. actually like tell the waiter or waitress put mine on a separate tab because I would be nervous about splitting the bill. This is this is like the girl who had to like count <laughs> coins and put coins in for gas tank stuff. We so, lived such a different life. Oh, man. Continue. <laughs> Something happened. Yes. Well, we won't say anything. Um, in or out, no pants on a... <laughs> when we had dinner last night. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In or out on uh, no pants on a Zoom call. In. I'm kind of out. 
I'm kind of out. Okay. Because, oh. you know, too many things can happen. Too many things can happen. You don't know if you got to stand up in the middle of a I Zoom call. I actually did a Zoom call and the back camera was on me and I didn't have pants on. Exactly. And I was just in my You were in underwear. your underwear. Yep. And the person got this this view of me, but I thought we were talking on the face camera, but it was actually the studio camera. It was just my butt. <laughs> That's why I'm, I got to wear pants. True. You, you don't got to wear do suit pants necessarily, but you got to wear pants. Good point. You got to wear pants. By the way, everything falling during during uh, Toby's Zoom call. Real life. Real life. He had some excellent lighting Where's for his Zoom dog? call. Yeah, where is radio? Dead. <laughs> he just What do they do? It's just around. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen him in like three seasons. Because at first I was like, oh, radio must have done that because that's what pets do. And then there was no acknowledgement. It would have like, been good if it was radio yep. who, did, who did do that. Yep. yep. Uh, Radio's in, gone. In or out on um, phones, not being at the dinner table. In. Um, I know you're out. but I'm I kind of to, out. I know, but I have to keep like reminding you that we shouldn't have our technology in front of our kids all the time. Last one, letting your, uh, in or out on letting your kids go to a friend's house for a dinner in a pandemic. They're in this. They've mentioned it before. Malik is in their pod. I'm not talking about Malik. I'm talking about Alex. Y- your girl Tess no. g- going okay. to Alex's going to Alex's house. Th- their house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm in on that. I'm kind of out. Probably Alex is in within their pod too. They probably each get to have how a big pod is this person. pod? They you probably get, get a pod person. By the time you Annie. By the time you're done, she's Annie just gets the iPad. <laughs> By the time you're done, you get 50 people in your pod. It ain't a pod anymore. I don't know. That's like a house. All right. Uh, that is it. We did. We already did. I already did my hot take, okay. so I'll do that. You got a hot take? No. Nope. All right. It's time to close this bad boy out, shall okay, we? we? Let's shall. do it. If my button will work. Come on. It is not working. Why are we not working here? I don't know. You can add it in post. Oh, there we go. Got it. All right, everybody, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us again. Thank you for also, uh, you know, just dealing with the relative shortness of this episode as we have a time crunch. Head to MiriamBlake.com. Check out all the great podcasts that we have over there. And uh, you know what? I'm feeling a little feeling a little frisky today. The next, uh, the next two people within the next 10 reviews for This Is Us 2 will get a free item from the Marion Blake store. How's that sound? Well, it doesn't sound fair to the people who've reviewed before. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. You'll that, do... That, like, that's how life goes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Two people out of the next ten. Yes. All right. All right? Fair enough. Okay. My name's Mary. My name's Blake. This is us, too. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.